What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, it's it's that time of year where you can smell the college football season approaching, but still a little gap of time before the, that kickoff comes. But Jeff Brom and his staff have closed up fall camp. Uh, they had their scrimmage on Saturday. Now, the, obviously, the focus now begins uh, more intently focused on the Yellow Jackets, the Cardinals' first opponent, Georgia Tech, on September 1st. In the Affleck kickoff game down in Atlanta, Jody, and it's 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 upon us. The Brom era is about to begin officially. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, and, and it's weird because camp has broken, and they start they, the guys start classes today, so uh, they're they, they're going to a practice in the evening. Actually, I think they're going to. I think they were originally going to have today off, but they're practicing today because later in the week's going to be such so heat. You know, so the heat's going to be so bad. So we'll be interesting to see where they go, but yeah, we're it's almost like it's game week. I mean, you're talking about uh, you're talking about right here uh, and right now, and uh, this time next week, Michael, we will be uh, right now when we're taping this uh, podcast, this cards cast. This time in, in one week, we will be um, at uh, the U of O uh, Howard Schnellberger Complex talking to Jeff Brom and the, the two coordinators, and it will be game week. That's right. It'll be time for actual previews and enough of the uh the looking aheads and the guesstimates and all that we'll, we'll start to get an idea and then obviously when you have game one you'll get a really good idea of how this football team's going to look jody and you know and through fall camp you know when they had those eight open practices there was a lot you know to take away a lot of positives to take away i think obviously competition just about at, at every position you know which means the depth is is improved obviously we know it Jeff and his staff did in the transfer portal. And, and when you watched fall camp, it looks like uh, what they were trying to accomplish through that portal, it, it was coming to fruition, which means more experience depth, you know, at, at so many different positions. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I think that a lot of people don't, you know, realize we always talk about, uh, you know, fall camp and we talk about, you know, position battles and, and all that kind of stuff. You want to have that depth. You know what I mean? You want to have people, uh, at uh, multiple people at positions. I mean, the best case scenario is, you know, for you to have, uh, you know, two or three running backs battling, you know, a couple of defensive, you know, a, a couple of defensive backs, uh, linebackers that are in the mix and they look a lot alike. I mean, yeah, you want the, you want the best players out there and you want like the stars. Uh, but honestly uh, you want that competition and that depth. And I felt like to me um, the competition this year and the depth this year, as far as the competition goes, um, is better than it has been in, in a number of years. That's my that's my opinion. I think yeah, you know it's kind of it's kind of like it's grown up depth. You know, it's not just really good guys that were freshmen or going from redshirt fresh or freshman to redshirt freshman trying to take that next step. You know, it's because of that influx of guys that are you know fifth year you know grad transfers or played one two three years of college ball already. It seems like it. You know, kind of, kind of be like I said, kind of more grown-up competition where you had, you know, guys with that experience fighting against each other's guys that, 
you know, saw value, valuable experience or started at Louisville last year, now happened to, you know, fight off guys that might be wanting to take that job or could, or potentially could take that job. So I think it's been a great thing to see, not just through spring, but even more so through fall camp. Yeah, and um, I, I do think, Michael, that um... – you know, when you look at uh, when you look at what happened, we'll get into some positions here in just a second. But when you look at the whole roster, there's so many new players. You know, what is it like? I think it's it's 41 or 42 uh, uh, as far as the scholarship players are concerned. Um, when you look at that, there's a ton of freshmen and a ton of sophomores. And, and quite honestly, I feel like this team has experience, but. There's only like 15, I guess maybe 15 or 14 or 15 guys um, that uh, that are going to be seniors, and a number of those guys still have eligibility left. So it's not like there's a bunch of guys that are going to graduate off this team. Uh, but there's, but 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 I do feel like there's, I, I do feel like it's an older team just because of the, the transfers that they got in. Yeah, and when you look at those transfers, and again, like you said, we're going to go through positions. I think, you know, really, obviously, you've got to start at quarterback where, you know, you've got to have a, a, I don't know if you, I was going to say elite. I don't know if you need to have an elite quarterback, but you certainly want to have, you know, somebody that can control your program, that understands the offense, and can do the things that you want them to do without doing too many of the things that you don't want them to do. And I think they've got that in Jack Plummer. But obviously, they've also done great job in, in the trenches, both on the offensive and defensive line and wide receiver. I mean, all all of those areas seem like areas that really needed some help. Um, and it looks like, you know, from our vantage point going into the season, that they did a fantastic job shoring up those positions. Yeah. We could always start uh, – uh, when we talk about positions, you can always start at quarterback or running back yep. or wide receiver. I want to start at the offensive line because that's where they did do a good job of uh, of, of mixing guys in. They brought in some young guys. I don't think many of those uh, young guys will play a lot this year. Madden Sanker, Joe Crocker, Luke Burgess, they're guys that are going to uh, watch and guys that are going to learn on the scout team and guys that uh, hopefully next year uh, will make a, a, a big jump as far as uh, as far as it's concerned. Now, where uh, who is who who do we think is going to play? And, and Michael Jeff Brom has said multiple times, and I asked him on Saturday because he said he wanted six to eight guys in that rotation, and they feel pretty confident about. Uh, uh, I, I'm I know they feel confident about six. I would say even you know seven and eight uh, are guys uh, that 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 are possibly uh, guys that they can throw out there and they can uh, and they can really feel confident about. Look, Brian Hudson's going to be the starter uh, at center. And I think because of what we have seen with Eric Miller and uh, Willie Tyler at tackle, Michael, it makes everything. Uh, it makes it. It makes you be able to play Michael Gonzalez and Renato Brown really where they should have been playing the entire time, and that is at the guard positions. Uh, I do think those are the five main guys, with John Paul Flores being the sixth guy. Uh, and he can play a number of different positions. So I think that's a, a really good six to start. And uh, and then when you throw in the mix, uh, you know, a, a Josh Brown, uh, a Trevante Sylvester. I'm not sure if Sylvester or Robinson. The both kids are from uh, are, are from Houston. And and it, it looks like one day one's better than the other, and the other day the other. You know, they're both they're both pretty solid uh, and good quality backup guys. Uh, I, I'm just not sure which one uh, the staff will feel comfortable putting out there uh, first. 
but I do know Josh Black is uh, is uh, is in that mix as well, and uh, they've got some guys uh, that uh, that Michael this this is a this is a really deep offensive line. It is, you know, and I've been really impressed with with uh, John Paul Flores, as you mentioned, who's kind of you know a, a versatile guy. He's been that way his entire career, and um, he's a guy that's you know has seen plenty of time with the first team. Um, and I think that that first five that you rattled off is an extremely uh, talented group, and is going to be able to do what Jeff Brom needs him to do. And, and then as they continue to develop that depth. Uh, and one thing that I thought you brought up that I think is a great point, you know, when you're looking at the newcomers, obviously a lot was thought about with Madden Sanker, highly rated, and Luke Burgess and, and Joe Crocker. Um, even just last year, those are guys that might be kind of forced a little ahead of their their should-be timeline as far as development goes. And now with this, what they've done through the transfer portal, it kind of allows these guys to learn from more experienced guys and to kind of take – you know, the steps that you want them to take at the pace you want them to take to develop to be the guys that you want them to down the road. So I think that's another uh, benefit that they've, I think that they've tapped into through this transfer portal. Yeah. You don't want to have to play. I mean, that's the perfect scenario there. Look, there's going to be yeah. freshmen come along and, 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 and you're going to play them and all that, but you really don't want to have to play. You really don't, you know what I mean? You want to make sure, um, uh, uh, that uh, that those guys are ready and you can develop them. And, and the best case scenario is to sit those freshmen out and uh, and let them learn and then and then pop them in the next year. Joe Crocker looked really really talented, by the way, um, from what we've seen him in in different uh, uh, in those different uh, uh, practices when we were watching early in the year. So the offensive line, I feel pretty good about Michael. Um, the one thing where I am still a little worried about is the tight end position. Yeah, I mean, that was one that everybody – it's like as we were watching the transfer portal, you kept expecting, you know, some big, you know, experienced tight end to pop from the portal to announce for Louisville because of the way Jeff Brom uh, uses his tight ends. Obviously, you had a highly rated uh, guy in, in Jamari Johnson in the fold. You've got uh, Joey Gatewood, a former, you know, quarterback at multiple stops that converted to a wide receiver at UCF, never played there uh, as a wide receiver, but is now con you know, converting over to a tight end this year and has looked good uh, doing it. And then obviously you had Josh Lipson. Uh, I think they had a fall camp as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that position does develop. Does, does Jeff shift it a little bit on how he utilizes it? And will it change throughout the year as guys like Joey Gatewood and Jamari Johnson do gain experience at tight end? Yeah, it, that that's going to be the interesting thing to me is how does the tight end change from game one to game 10? You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a big, a big difference because, you know, Jamari Johnson doesn't have the experience. I mean, he's a guy who played quarterback until, you know, uh, um, what, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and now that's one big quarterback, but uh, but uh, that's what he did. And, uh, you know, Joey Gatewood doesn't have the experience. He's a guy that played quarterback until, uh, uh, you know, less than a year ago and then moved to wide receiver. Not long after Louisville played UCF last year uh, down in Orlando, they moved him to wide receiver and he didn't get a ton of reps at that. But look, he's got the potential. He's got the ability. He, he's, uh, 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 from what I understand, made some big plays uh, in fall camp. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, Josh Lifson is uh, a guy that they're going to put out there and he's going to do the work. Um, he's not going to wow you with his athleticism, but he's going to get the job done. Nate Kariski is a young guy who I know that they really, uh, uh, you know, feel uh, highly about. And then there's uh, and then there's also the, uh, the youngster Gage Real, uh, who is a six foot three, 240 pound sophomore walk-on who I know that they've used uh, quite a bit 
in fall camp as well. So it'll be interesting to see how much they change things and use it and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, it's still the one position that, that worries me. Yeah. And then there's, there's Dwayne Martin as well. He's kind of like that, that fullback yes. tight end, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. And he's had some nice catches in fall camp, you know, so and he's a, he's a, a bigger body as well. So really looking forward to seeing how they utilize him in potentially multiple spots as well. So the tight ends one, I kind of worry about a little bit. The one I don't worry about is wide receiver or running yeah. back to two spots that Louisville is loaded. Now, with that being said, um, I think the wide receiver thing, the, the interesting thing to me is that Jamari Thrash is going to be the superstar, in my opinion, moving forward. Who's going to be that next guy? Is it going to be Chris Bell? That's my guess right now. If you if you followed us on uh, counting down the top 50 uh, most important players on the on the roster, uh, I, I had Chris Bell uh, in, among the, uh, uh, you know, as far as like the second, I guess, Jimmy Callaway and Chris Bell right there really close together. We both kind of had that, Michael. Uh, those are two guys that I expect to to do a lot. Um, Amari Huggins, Bruce has got the experience. He's played a lot here at Louisville. Um, can he pull through and uh, uh, and and make a lot of big plays? You know, and then you've got other guys in the mix as well. And uh, I, I'm just excited to see it unfold and to see who really does when the lights turn on make plays. I, I know, I know uh, Jamari Thrash is going to do it at wide receiver. And Jawar Jordan's going to do it at running back. I'm excited to see moving forward who else can do it. Yeah, I agree with you on, on those. You know, Jimmy Callaway. I'm really, you know, curious to see how he's going to look once once uh, game action does begin. And then, you know, a guy that we asked Jeff Brom about, and, and Andrew Ivans, our national one of our national guys, brought up. Uh, you know, one of the true freshmen as a potential true freshman that could surprise in the ACC in Kateris Hicks. And and Jeff Brom was, you know, spoke highly of him uh, following the scrimmage. How much time he'll see? Obviously, a true freshman competed with some experienced upperclassmen. You know, it's kind of tough to crack that. Yeah, uh, but it sounds like he's a pretty talented kid that might get a few looks as well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. And uh, and and and, and there's some other guys, Michael, um, some younger guys as well. And and then from the running back spot, Maurice Turner is going to get a lot of reps. Isaac Garendo is going to get a lot of reps. Keyshawn Brown is going to be a really good back down the road for Louisville. I just think he is kind of lost in the shuffle he might he could end up being like Maurice Turner last year remember Turner didn't do anything yeah. early on because Louisville had a, a, a you know a pretty stacked backfield and they were they were getting guys uh, the ball and then all of a sudden at the end with a couple when a couple guys left and uh, maybe there were some injuries Maurice Turner kind of popped through and I think Kijuan Brown could be uh, that same guy this year but a lot of weapons on this team uh, for Jack Plummer to uh, to uh, to work with and for Jeff Brom to build this thing around Jack Plummer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And then they got the, you know, the defensive side of the ball, uh, which last year, obviously, one of the nation's best in sacks and tackles for a loss, really became an aggressive group and, and just kind of almost dominating at times as the season progressed late into the year. Um, how will that translate, you know, going from – to the new coaching staff to a four-two-five, um, they got a number of you know key additions back. But how, you know, when you're changing schemes and new coaching staff, you never know exactly what's going to happen on either side of the ball. And I think that's true for the case with defense as well. Yeah, no, I I, I think that um, look on defense, they've got a lot of bodies up front and they got a lot of bodies in the secondary. Now they're unfortunately two down in the secondary with MJ Griffin and. Uh, and D'Angelo Hutchinson, those were two bodies that I think would have played. But you've got a lot of bodies up front and a lot of bodies in the secondary. To me, to be aggressive and to do what they want, we're going to see a lot of guys, you know, rotating in and a lot of guys, uh, you know, doing some different things. And I think, especially on the defensive line, you're talking about uh, a group that – you know, when you, when you say Ashton Gelati and Stephen Heron, uh, you know, to it, it, that's what if I had to guess right now would be the the two starters at the the, the starter at the the defensive end and the Leo spot, uh, and then in the middle it would be you know probably Des Tell and 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 Jared Dawson, maybe maybe Ramon Purrier. Actually, I, I'll take that back. Des Tell and Ramon Purrier is what I would probably do right now. Um, you know, but you've got. Jared Dawson in in uh, in the middle there. You've got Tafweet Thomas. He was banged up a little bit in uh, in fall camp. You've got him in the middle there, and then you've got Jermaine Lole, who they're trying to work back as slowly as they possibly can, slow enough to not get him injured, but fast enough to get him ready. And we'll see if that can that, that can pan out. If that does, that's a game changer up front. Yeah, he's absolutely an X factor and, and a guy that. We've all been looking forward to since he transferred in from Arizona State, but unfortunately, obviously, he's been battling injuries since his arrival. And, you know, we've seen him practice now, you know, quite a bit. And when the coaches are talking about how the difference he can make, you know, they're speaking the truth there. And if you can get him healthy along that defensive front, um, that's certainly a big boost. Really looking forward to Ashton Gelati this year to see, you know, I mean, he had that breakout year last year, and I think he's capable of taking another step, even breaking out further. Uh, it sounds like the coaches are pretty excited about him. But Stephen Heron, you know, to me is also an X factor, uh, you know, obviously a local product. Um, he's a guy that's got a ton of motivation. You know, one of these transfers that that came in, they're, they're talking about, hey, we want to help Louisville get to the to the ACC championship game. And, you know, he's a guy that if they want to have aspirations of doing that, needs to have a huge, a huge season for the Cardinals. And I think with Ashton on one side and Stephen on the other, they're both going to benefit each other in, in having – uh, some pretty quality years. And if you're able to clog up that middle, then, you know, I think the, the defensive front's in a good spot. Yeah, no, I think so. And um, the secondary, I think, is in a good spot. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I think Jarvis Brownlee is going to be one of the best corners uh, in in the league. Uh, I think Storm Duck has has really improved uh, uh, since he got here to, to the end of fall camp. Um, Quincy Riley is Quincy Riley. He's going to make a lot of plays. You know, you've got Minkins back there. The, the, the one thing is who's going to step up for, uh, you know, MJ Griffin and and, and, and fill in, um, you know, can Cam Kelly uh, do the job? I think he, I definitely think he can. He's done it before, um, you know, and, and, and a guy that I think uh, that I am interested to see that I've heard some rumblings about uh, and I'm excited to see what he can do is, uh, is Antonio Watts. 
Um, he's a guy that's been around for a couple of years and never really, you know, done a, a, a whole lot uh, or been around for last year and this year, but uh, never really done a whole lot. But I think he's uh, uh, really kind of made some steady progress uh, in fall camp. And then Marcus Washington is another one that, uh, you know, he came highly touted from Georgia. He is a young guy. He, he only played in a couple games there at Georgia last year um, and, and was a red shirt. So he's a young, young guy. So I'm not sure that he's going to get the opportunity right away. But as we move on in the season, I think you're going to see that the secondary has got some bodies, um, some guys who will uh, just can kind of continue to improve and to help out uh, as we move along. Yeah. And obviously when you've been dinged by a couple, you know, long-term injuries like the secondary already has, you don't want to sustain anymore. And I tell you a spot that I'm really looking forward to, obviously when you lose a guy like Keetrell Clark uh, at the corner spot, you think there's going to be a huge drop. But as you mentioned, I think Jarvis Brownlee is going to be one of the best in the ACC. I think Quincy Riley has the potential to be one of the best in the ACC, put up some pretty good numbers last year's first year as a Cardinal. And you know, I think he's ready to take that next step as well. Um, I think with him, it was just becoming more consistent. Don't take plays off when you don't think the ball's uh, coming in your direction. I think if he's able to do that, he and Jarvis had the, the potential to be one of the, the, the best tandems uh, in the league, I think. Yeah, I, de I definitely think so, Michael. And uh, look, Jarvis Brownlee, um, I I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to give it away, but I had Jarvis Brownlee pretty high on the most important <laughs> uh, guy list on, the, uh, on, on this team. And uh, you'll see in the next uh, uh, day or so, just how high he is uh, on both of our, uh, on, on both of our lists. But yeah, uh, uh, and, and then, you know, the one that we didn't that the one that that also everybody considers Ben Perry a versatile guy. Is he a linebacker? Is he at safety? Is he, a, you know, whatever? I, I, look, I think you're going to see him more in the secondary than we have, but he's physical enough to come up and help and do some things and all that. So, yeah, um, you know, when you throw guys that like we just mentioned the names of those guys, um they're not only they're not only bodies, but they're quality bodies, um, you know, as, as as well. But again, I'm telling you, Jarvis Brownlee, to me, makes a big difference in this defense this year. I think Jarvis Brownlee is a guy that plays himself into the uh, the first couple rounds of, uh, of of the draft coming up, uh, you know, in April with just what I've seen out there with him so far, uh, you know, in this fall camp. Yeah, and you mentioned Ben Perry, and I think, you know, he's a guy, you know, come the end of the season, a lot of people could be looking at, he could be one of the MVPs of this defense as well. I mean, he's got that potential ability to impact at multiple spots. So, you know, really, a lot of guys in the secondary that should be pretty exciting to watch this year. And then, of course, you know, the guys at linebacker, maybe not the deepest spot on the field for the Cardinals this year. Yeah, it's not. You know what I mean? That's just the, I, I, that's just the way it is. Unfortunately, it's not very deep. But – Think about it, Michael, and sometimes I even forget myself. But remember, you're not going to have four of them out there at one time like no. we did last year. You know what I mean? So you're only going to have um, you're only going to have two of them out there. And if Keith Brown is as good as we think he is, he's probably going to play a lot of those snaps. So um, you know, T.J. Quinn and Jalen Alderman are guys that have really improved. I mean, I guess if you had it, if if I had to guess right now as to who is going to start for Louisville on opening night, it would probably be T.J. Alderman, T.J. Quinn, and Jalen Alderman. That's that might be my guess as to who starts. I really don't know. Um, 
they've been running guys in and out and moving bodies all over and all around. But those are the two guys that have been most consistent out there. Uh, and I do think Keith Brown, as he gets more adjusted and more in tune into the system, he's the guy that's going to overtake uh, and, and, and and get the most reps. I think I think those two guys could start, but he could end up with the most reps, even in game one. Uh, when you when you really look at it. But uh, uh, yeah, it's just not a lot of depth there uh, at the position. And and unfortunately, um, that's a position where we're used to having some depth and Louisville had some depth in the last couple of years. Uh, but again, remember, you only got two out there uh, at one time. So it's not as big of a deal um, for you to have them uh, have them all out there. Yeah, I think Keith Brown needs to have a big year that everybody's expecting. Um, and I, you know, I really liked what TJ Quinn did in the spring and it looked like he carried that over into fall camp and he's ready to become more of your every down type of linebacker, which obviously you need from him. And then Jalen Alderman, same type of thing. And obviously when you think of Jalen, you think of the, the big interception for the touchdown against central Florida, just need more of that, you know, at least every other game from Jalen and we'll be all right. But, well, no. well, and, and yeah, exactly. And Jackson Hamilton, don't forget. Yeah, you also have right. Jackson, Jackson Hamilton has played uh, a lot of snaps um, this year, this, uh, this fall, um he's been out there a lot in fall camp um with the with the ones and the twos so you've got some guys there uh, uh you know that that you've got some bodies and uh and they're guys that hey Louisville recruited them as as guys that they expected to come in and have uh, an impact and uh, now they're going to come in and uh, and hopefully have an impact yeah it's their turn yep um one last real quick thing michael um i'm not really worried about special teams I think the fact that Louisville didn't, you know, they didn't have a special teams coordinator last year if because it was, um, remember, um, it was Stu Holt and Carl Maslowski who was back here. And, uh, and, and so it was, it was the two of them two years ago. And then last year, Louisville just did it by committee. And, uh, and, and I don't, I didn't like it then. We talked about it on podcasts and, uh, and on the boards and all that. You just you have to have focus on special teams, and I think this year what they have done is uh, uh, what they have done in the in fall camp is really focus on special teams, and uh, and 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 I like it. Carl, Carl Maslowski is going to be really good. Um, he's he's a really good assistant coach, and uh, and and I, I'm not worried about it. Brock Travelstead uh, and uh, uh, and or Nick Lopez will be fine. Um, as the field goal kicker and the place kicker, the extra point kicker and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Brock Travel said it's going to be a great kickoff guy like he was last year. And, uh, and uh, you, uh, uh, you also have um, um, you also have the punter is, I think it'll be Carter Schwartz um, just a gut feeling. It'll be Carter Schwartz. Um, so he's a young guy who's only going to get better and better. And there's a lot of weapons on special teams to return balls and, and do different things. Yeah. And then obviously your long snapper and your holders are experienced as well. So you know, like you, you know, I'm yeah. To me, the biggest question mark regarding special teams is just a punter, um, and, you know, and just look for some more consistency and but hopefully they you know won't need them too much. Yeah, no, hopefully they, uh, they score don't. a lot of points. Yeah, just score a lot of points and don't punt it. Don't worry about it. So, all right, well, we're, uh, we're less than two weeks, obviously from kickoff. We'll do another one of these later in the week, podcast cards cast, and and we'll talk with uh, with the uh, the enemy uh, across enemy lines, and uh, and we'll chat with one of the Georgia Tech guys 
uh, to uh, to talk a little bit about the matchup. Um, you've gotten our thoughts on fall camp. I'm excited, Michael. I think this is a team that uh, uh, has a chance to win a lot of games. And it's a team that, that does have the potential to do some really exciting things this year. I, you know, I firmly believe they're a bowl team. Which bowl it'll be? Uh, potentially college football playoff. Hey, we can dream. There's aspirations. There's targets, right? They want to get to the to the ACC championship game. So the, the road is still to be paved. I think they're going to have success. How much success? We'll find out each week as this team continues to grow and progress. An important one in week one against Georgia Tech, an ACC game. Don't want to start the league with a loss. So the Cardinals get a chance to take uh, take care of the Yellow Jackets in the opener, but they're going to do so in the Yellow Jackets hometown and in Atlanta as part of the Aflac kickoff game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, September 1st, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Hopefully all of us will be down there, at least most of us, right, and make it a, a Louisville home game down in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. Plenty to come here at Cardinal Authority, a lot of previews. Make sure you check out our Top 50 countdown and stay locked on as we have you covered for the 2023 Louisville football season. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.